Hello and welcome to Detecting UK, the podcast for detectorists by detectorists. In this introduction episode, I'm hoping to give you a rough idea of what you can expect from the podcast. You can look forward to some fantastic interviews with leading experts in the hobby, such as find identification gurus, rally and club organisers, finders of significant items and so much more. I'm also aiming to bring you in-depth gear reviews from machine wizards to help you get the very best from your machine. Research buffs to help you find those little areas of your sites that you didn't think about. Club news, book reviews and so much more. So, a little bit about myself. My name's Dan and I'm 36 and I started metal detecting in 2008. I bought a really old Viking machine at a boot sale and... I just took it out in the back garden and straight away I found loads of screws and nails. But besides that, I found a early hat badge from the tank corpse. Now, that that just gave me such a buzz right there. And um, that's how I got hooked into the hobby, really. After that, I started looking online for anything detecting related. And I found a whole wide world for the forums, for the, uh, the UK DFD. Uh, there was so much more and there's so many nice people out there that that's helped you like learn the best from your from your machine helping you get permissions inviting you to clubs there was so much out there uh, I made some really good friends and I gained some really good permissions and I went, went on some really good club digs and rallies uh, the first forum I joined was called Rally UK they was based in Essex and they held weekly digs and I met some great friends there I then bought a Garrett Ace 150 and I went to a few more digs and that started opening it up a little bit more for me. I found some nice Georgian coins and some livery buttons and other little artifacts. And as I progressed through the hobby, I went through the metal detectors like a lot of people do, trying to find that best machine that you could, that's available to you really. And after the Garrett Ace, I went to a Mine Lab Terra 705. And that was a great little machine. I found so many hammers with that. I found my first hammered. Uh, that was on a rally um, that used to be run by a guy called Ken uh, in Colchester area. And it was a battered Eddie. Um, and it was just clipped, so clipped. But I can remember that day like it was yesterday. Such a buzz finding that first hammy. And then I was offered a Mine Lab Explorer 2. And that had so many bells and whistles. And I just really struggled with that. And another forum and club that i was um a member of at the time was called central searchers and they held digs in like hertfordshire bedfordshire northampton area all over the, like the midlands really and there was a guy called well the guy who runs it is called richard evans and he's a like a wizard with machines and he helped me uh program the mine lab explorer and I was off, I can remember this like it was yesterday, and I was off, and halfway through the day, I was digging really deep down into this hole, this hole, but I could still get this really clear signal. And I thought maybe it's like a big bit of rust, but it's a new machine. You sort of dig everything when, you're, when you've got a new machine. And this other guy came over to me, and he said, well, buy me, mate, you're digging down to Australia? And just as he said those words, a shiny little object dropped to the bottom of the hole, and it was a nice... Um, Henry the Third uh, hammered, and as I as he said those words, I picked it up and I looked back at him. I went, "No, but I've just found a nice hammered." 
and that was that was the Explorer. But the one thing I'd say with the Explorer, it was just a little bit too heavy. And after a full day's detecting, like my arm just felt like it was going to fall off. And a member of the Brentwood group and a, a good friend we used to go detecting with a lot called John, it, he offered me a XP Gold Max Power. And it was around the time the, the dais hadn't been out long and everyone was raving about the dais. And the Gold Max, you could also hip mount the control box and it had wireless headphones too. And I thought, yeah, I'll give it a go. And I never looked back, really. That machine was amazing for me. I learned that machine inside out. And it did have a problem with the Coke and Hot Rocks. But you learn you learn those signals. You, like you get a little fuzz off the end of a signal. And after a while, I was so confident in that machine. It really, really uh, boosted my confidence. It was just a great little machine, and um, but unfortunately, in 2015, due to some health issues, I had to hand hang up my spade and take the batteries out of the Gold Max, um, and unfortunately, I just had to give it up for a little while. But then, in early 2020, I could just feel that bug coming back in because I mean, I always kept my nose in the hobby. I always followed certain um, pages on Facebook and Instagram. And I knew I was going to get back into it. I was just taking a little bit of a uh, break from it. And, yeah, early this year, I just started feeling that bug coming back in. And I'm about to go and buy myself another metal detector. And then Corona. And the whole world seemed to shut down and lock down and couldn't go out of the house. You couldn't do anything. I've, I, I carried on working the, the, the whole way through lockdown lockdown one and lockdown two but i knew i was going to be getting a metal detector so i just thought i'll bide my time i'll get another metal detector hopefully i'll join back up with some clubs that i used to belong with meet up with some old friends and make some new friends along the way and i'm also a bit of a podcast addict all day long at work because i work i work in a machine and i've got bluetooth radio so i can connect my phone and all day long i'm just listening to all these different podcasts um, so many out there, so many. I mean, there's, there is another uh, Metal Detecting UK podcast out there by a guy uh, in Ireland, and he's doing a fantastic job. And I thought, do you know what? I've never done a podcast before. I like to get a bit creative. Um, why not try it out? Let's see what happens. So as you can probably tell, I'm not used to talking and recording myself. So I'm probably very rough-sounding Hopefully, I'll get better, and hopefully, you'll bear with me. Um, but that's about it for the introduction. Um, as I'm recording this, it was announced by Treasure Hunting Magazine that a huge hoard had been found. Um, if I remember correctly, I think it's 1,400 staters that have been found. I mean, that is amazing. Can you imagine finding that? I'd, I'd, I'd think I'd be jumping around if I just found one stater, let alone... 1,400, that is crazy. But in this podcast, I'm hoping to get people who have found certain items over the years and maybe interview them, interview like the club organisers, people who organise rallies, uh, people who write for the magazines. I myself wrote in the Searcher magazine, I was published twice, if I remember correctly, 
and it, that's great. <clears throat> There's such a nice community out there that, that everyone seems to help each other out. Um, and I'm hoping to tap into that with this podcast. So if you would ever like to join me on here, if you have, have anything to say, you want to um, put your views out there or ask any questions, then please contact me on Detecting UK podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram by searching for Detecting UK. And like I said, any feedback, um, any subscriptions or anything will just be really appreciated at the moment. And I hope to speak to you soon. I hope you enjoy this little introduction and bear with me as we progress on this journey. Thank you, and I'll speak to you guys soon.